I just returned yesterday from the United States of America back to Israel. And I had a wonderful, wonderful trip, a very, very, how would I say it, filled with nachas, filled with purpose, uh, between the mitzvah gedola of being able to be mekayim, the mitzvah of seeing my mother and spending time with her, which was the main purpose of it, and to see that she's well, and to go with her to TA, I'll tell you about that in a second, and to uh, walk with her and to go out to restaurants with her. You can go out to restaurants. In Baltimore, in the beginning, she thought there's no restaurants that are open. When I got there, she said she wanted to go out for supper. So I said, oh, the restaurant's open. So she calls me back and she, she got false information. She got information that David choose that, that you can only order from them. So she ordered the food to the house, which I didn't mind. And uh, then only after we find out that David chooses, doesn't only takes orders. But there are other restaurants that are open. It's not like Miami. It's not like New York. But other restaurants that are open. But they're very makbid. Very makbid. Anyway, it really was a whirlwind trip. I really give big bracha to the Rebbe Shalom. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned last week that while I was there and I was getting a lot of nachas, tremendous nachas from the near, near Yaakov or near Jake Talmidim. Uh, you know, someone just told me that there's a very interesting um, dafayomi that many, many people are joining from Rabbi Eli Stefanski. And uh, it's become very, very popular uh, in the world. He's here in Ramat Beit Shemesh. And they have a great chabur of people that belong to that dafayomi. And I heard from my friend Rabbi Mati Grunberg that yesterday, as the discussion, as the daf was going, there's you know what people do today is that while as they're daf, as they're learning from the daf, they're also they have chats. I don't know how you do it, how you do it at the same time, but people are able to do it. And somehow it came up that Rabbi Stefanski had said, Belly had said that he's not a, he's not a rabbi, but he's considered rabbi because he teaches a lot of people. He's a businessman, but he's a, doing a great job and um, people enjoy, he's a lot of fun and he's very, very interesting. I give a shout out, anyone that feels that they're not yet ready to join the DAF, I give you a shout out to join it and see how it is. There are a lot of people are getting on that bandwagon. He's exciting and he's funny and he's got all kinds of extra things that he adds to the, to the, to the piece of pie. But somehow it came up that there's some member of the DAF Yomi there that's a, a Nair Yaakov Talmud and somehow Nair Jake it was, and I asked, was the shout out a Nair Jake shout out or was it a Nair Yaakov shout out? I said, no, it was a Nair Yaakov shout out. It was a very, very positive thing. So I was happy to hear that. And then I got, I was able to fly back to Israel. I flew back to Eretz Israel. Uh, Stephen, Stephen's on. I was able to fly back to Israel. And I got to tell you, just the whole thing of flying back, I landed yesterday morning and um, the Rebison wasn't sure if she could pick me up because she's working in the mornings, but she somehow worked it out to pick me up. And I got home, and uh, today I was in the yeshiva, and today I gave a schmooze in the yeshiva. I'm jet-lagged. And tonight we have a vort, an Arison of one of our grandchildren who got, who got engaged last week, you saw Talba. So in today's schmooze, I really want to touch upon a, you know, this, some simple concepts of like really, really simple. Just hakar satov as a way of life. And uh, sometimes we lose sight of the fact that that we're, um, we, we receive so much. We get so much from the Rabbanu Shalom. And uh, especially like during these times of, that we've gone through this year, and we know how many difficulties there have been with people, and people have lost people, people have left us, and people have gotten sick. 
So I want to speak about some stories. This happened just in the last literally 24 hours. Um, and just to know, you have to express a curse of Tov to the Rebbeinu, so we have to thank him. And the word, thank you, Hashem, which has become a popular song, so it becomes like a, like a, like a, um, when it gets into a song mode, you sometimes lose sight of the fact that you really, really got to express Shevach V'hidoya HaKaris HaTov to the bonus of every single moment. So just to give you like three snapshots. Number one is um, right before I got on the plane, I was in touch with an old former Rebbe of Neriaka, Rabbi Mati Rappaport, who some of you might remember. And Rabbi Mati lives in Toronto and his father, in law is a very close friend of mine, Rabbi Shlomo Noach Mendel. Rabbi Shlomo Noach Mendel is really from the great heroes of the Kiruv movement in Russia. He was really the founder and the formulator of the entire Kiruv movement for Russian Jews. And um, he himself caught Corona and he was in the hospital for many, many months. And literally, it was touch and go with him. He was on the ventilators, respirators, and they really thought that they weren't, he wasn't going to make it. And uh, just yesterday, an, e- an email was sent out to friends and family that after 143 days of being in the hospital and being, uh, they're able to now inform everybody that everyone's tillers and tillum and everything else everyone was doing for his sake, Shlom and Noyach, that he's now going home and he's going to be able to continue the therapy at home. And I I spoke to him for literally for a second last Erev Shabbos. And then I spoke to his wife, Lift, Erev Shabbos. And it's just like a bracha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did to bring him him out. Just say it over the story that Rosh Chodesh other, he had been in the hospital already for a few months. And the doctors decided at that point, they told his wife that you have to take him off of the respirator because can't the ventilator can't keep him on any longer to see what kind of capacity for breathing he has and they they really did not give him a, a chance uh medically to make it but they told her that they want her to stay inside the room and to speak with him so that's what happened she's been there she was there for, she was one of the few people's allowed canada is really in a crazy situation rabbi said everyone thinks that the corona is over it's not over canada is very very careful and they don't have the vaccines and i don't want to get there where, where that's holding why is that like that? But um, she was speaking to him and she said to him, Shlomo Nayach, you've been in the hospital for a long time. And he, he did not respond as he had not responded many times when she spoke to him. And then she said to him, um, Shlomo Nayach, your beard is so long and it's covering over your face and your mustache. You want, me to cut your, you want me to cut your mustache to trim it? All of a sudden, for the first time in like three or four months, he started shaking his hands like this. And she understood from him that she, he wanted to write something. So she gave him a pen and a paper and he wrote down, it's Rosh Chodesh. You're not allowed to cut my hair. That's the Allah brought down. Rosh Chodesh shouldn't take a haircut. So she was just, he was able to write it. So she called in the doctors and she showed the doctors like the paper. You know, this is from my husband and they, 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 they just were astounded. And then they decided to take him off the respirator, the ventilator, whatever they were doing for longer periods of time. And they saw that during the course of the day, he had 70% capacity. And from that time and onwards, he's been able to begin to speak and to talk and to respond. And now he's doing therapy. And yes, just yesterday, they wrote that he is going to be allowed out of the hospital. So when you see a story like that, it's kind of like, wow. 
You know, you can imagine how much Akar Satov he personally has, how much Akar Satov um, his family has to Rav Shalom. And yesterday I returned and I have a neighbor of mine, Dr. Benjamin Saravsky, who's a South African dentist who lives literally right next door to me. And he was also one of the first COVID patients here in Israel. He, he was sick for months and months and we were davening a similar situation. And already he's been home already for over two and a half months. I bit him a few times. And he was literally the first times when I went to him, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't talk, but he was at least sitting in a wheelchair. And the last time I had been by him was sometime during Pesach. I went Yontif. I went to see him. And I said to him, Dr. Zaravsky, it's a pleasure to see you. And he answered me, it's even a bigger pleasure to be seen. So I knew then that he was doing better. And then I even got him to give a big laugh. And he's now sitting Shiva for his mother to piss away in South Africa. He's a South African. And last night I went to make a to help make the minion for Myrav. And he, he can't daven for the Yomit, he's sitting in his chair, but he said Kaddish at the end of davening. And just for him to say Kaddish, I'm telling you, it was just worthwhile to hear a man who now is getting his kaiches back. So that was another episode. A third episode is that while I was in America last week, um, I have a close uh, couple that both the Rebbitson and I were very much involved with their uh, tshuva process and they're getting. Uh, married, and they live now, presently, they live in, in uh, Edison, New Jersey, and Esther Malka Goldberg, formerly from, I think she's formerly from Boca Raton, I can't remember what her what her maiden name is, but, uh, and Moshe Goldberg is from Boston, Massachusetts, Moshe is 6'5", and he's built like Rabbi Liff, but tall, you know what I mean? You got the gist? He's just a very big guy. You know what I mean? It's what it is. And uh, Esther Malka runs the Kira, one of the people that runs the, the Ma'or program in Rutgers. They're moving in two weeks to Chicago. Their house is completely, completely in turmoil. But in Cholomoyed Pesach, Moshe works in special education for Shai in Lakewood, New Jersey. He's been to Lakewood, New Jersey in the last two and a half years since they left Eretz Yisrael and they've moved to Edison. He's, he's driven around 600 times and he's a pretty, pretty good driver. To make a long story short, he was driving in Lakewood on a 40, 45 miles an hour. There was a trek, uh, 18 wheeler tractor trailer parked on the side. He was going and all of a sudden from the other side, some, I guess, yeshiva guy was driving a little bit too quick. He couldn't make it and he ended up getting close to the tractor trailer. He hit the tractor trailer, he spun around. The tractor trailer literally crushed, he went underneath the tractor trailer, he literally crushed his car. If I show you, I have a picture of it, I can't show it to you right now, but the picture, like, take a look at the picture, there's no way that he walked out. He walked out alive, and he walked out with two scratches and a little bump in his head from the, um, from this, from the safety bag that, that opened up. He walked out on his own accord, there was a Hatzala member that was just, just happened to be there. There were around 15 Beisakov girls that were giving him water. There were a bunch of yeshiva guys that were going like this and like this and like this. And, you know, oh, you know, maybe we should say a parak of Tillam. And he's a big guy. Everything was crushed. And the Rebunnison made it that his particular seat in the driver's seat 
was somehow, it was just HaKadosh Baruch made sure nothing should happen to him. And they spoke to Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, Shlita, the God of Ladar in America, and Shmuel said, you have to make a Suda Sodoya. Now he was still in shock and trauma when he was doing this, and his wife contacted my wife, the Rebbitson, and she said to me, you have to call Moshe to speak, speak to him. So I called him, and I just told him, we spoke a little bit, and then I said to him, listen, Moshe, if you're going to have a Suda Sodoya, Wednesday or Thursday night of last week, I'm in America, I'm going to be there. And that's what happened. He made a Sudha Sodoya. I went to it. It was in Edison. They had 10 people. Guys put together a whole meal, friends. Uh, a, a lot of people who I know because they were learning here and there. It's all Machan Shlomo, Machan Yaakov. Anyway, the main thing is he spoke about the accident. He spoke about the, the nest that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did that he literally saved his life and he saved him from his family. Rabbi said, okay, these are all different episodes. But every single one of us, every single moment of the day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is watching over us. And we really have to express ourselves in the modem of Shemana Esrei in a more complete fashion. We have to reckon, because you know, going through Corona, I was able to see my mother. My mother, Shabika Zutnishtarik, she's 90 years old. And she was 10 and a half months. She didn't have anything. And she was very, very fortunate. And then on her 90th birthday, the Rabbanu Shalom decided on her 90th birthday, when we had a Zoom birthday together, and we all said to Hillen that day, not for Corona, just to give her a Shevach Vadoy to the Rabbanu And that night she found out that she was um, close to the Rebbe and TA who had got Corona, and she herself eventually got the Corona. But she had a, a relatively mild case of just having symptoms of no smell and no taste and then she had she was very weak for around two weeks she was very weak but she had no breathing problems and we were davening and we were very very thankful and that was part of the reason why i made the trip and i was thinking as i was on the plane for 11 hours wearing a mask on the way to america on the way back from america uh, on the way to america the flight was a lot emptier on the way to eretz israel I got to tell you, it was like one of those old LL flights. I felt like, even though I was on United, it was packed with seminary girls who don't know how to stop talking. Hashem should give them kayach. They should be able to talk to their chasanim and to their husbands. But they, they don't stop. Like for you know, the, the 10 hour one flight, I don't think they stopped talking one minute. And yeshiva couples with their babies who were fetching, Baruch Hashem, that's their job to fetch. And a lot of chasidish are a lot. Everyone was coming back there to Israel. And the fortune was that HaKadosh Baruch made the, my aisle seat. It was a three-seater in the, in the middle. There was one Hasidic guy at the other end. And for some reason, we were like the only two spots on the plane that no one sat between us. So HaKadosh Baruch was good and kind to us. And then we end, ended up coming back there to Israel. All the different things you have to do. You have to take a COVID test before you get on the plane. COVID test. After you land for Israel, it's a lot quicker. For the Americans, I have no idea what they're, if they're still in the airport. A person has to be his whole life is about and to a certain extent that's really the message of of the midst of is to have to parents and really we have to express it I just saw Meissen now from, from two great people one is Rav Moshe Feinstein Rav Moshe Zatzal, he sent a check for the wedding of a 
grandson of someone by the name of Rav Pesach Pruskin. Rav Pesach Pruskin was one of the biggest Rosh Hashivas in Europe, and Rav Moshe was a Talmud of his. So Rav Moshe sent him, sent this, Tal, this grandson a check for $200, which in those days was a lot of money. And Rav Moshe wrote, you might be thinking, why am I sending you so much money? It's really, it's nothing. In comparison to what I owe your, your grandfather for the Torah that he taught me, there's no amount of money that I can repay him. Rav Moshe wanted to repay a little bit. I saw another Meister from Rav Shurkin himself. Rav Shurkin is a Rebbe in Tomo, in Torah's Moshe. I think Josh was here, Rebbe. Josh was here, Rebbe. I guess Josh is busy. Yeah, I think he was Josh's Rebbe. So one day he was walking out of Night Seder and a guy comes over to him who learns in Tomo and he says, he gives him, someone asked me to give you this envelope. Okay, he takes the envelope, he goes home, he opens it up and he sees someone had written a check to him by Michal Shurkin for $5,000, $5,000. Now the, he couldn't tell the um, signature who it was. So the, he asked the grandson, the grandson says, and someone gave it to me, I'm supposed to give it to you. I don't know who it's from. So if Shurkin wasn't just, I'm going to take the money, he had to investigate, Who's, what's good, what's someone giving me $5,000? Ended up calling the bank in America, ended up giving him the number, asking him for the uh, person who this check is from. They told him the name, and of the name of a person, the person lives in New York. He tried to find the number, like I guess, it was pre-Google days, or maybe Rav Shurkin doesn't use Google, and he's trying to find the number in the um, through a, you know directory, and they told him it's the numbers you can't give out the number, and then his wife got involved. Eventually, they found out the number of the person, someone that lives in Queens, ended up calling the person, and he said to him, "You wrote a check to me. What's this all about?" So the, the person was an older person, it was very upset. I didn't want you to know that I was sending you a check. She so said, well, listen, I'm not gonna use the check unless I know what it's for. She so says, you're right, you're right. And then he tells him, listen to this. He says, I'm 75 years old. I've been a successful businessman, but there was one year in my life that I learned in Yeshiva's Chaim Berlin, and my Rebbe was your father, Rav Yaakov Moshe Shurkin, and that was the best year of my life. He gave me such a geschmack in learning and in swaras. He he's telling me whatever his name was, you know, Yankel, Jay, whatever, Paris, whatever it was. Oh, you're saying good swaras. You say a good swara. He made me feel like a million bucks. And I had a real feeling of learning. And then I went to college afterwards. You know, in those days, the boys used to go to college. And I got married, out of business. But you know what? I have children who are from. And he says, look at my anical is in your yeshiva. And I said to myself, I never ever repaid Rabbi Shurkin Zatzal for what he did for me. He's the one that set me on my path. No matter what, I didn't end up remaining such a big Talmud Chacham, but I always remember those Gishmaka days that it was in that yeshir and that yeshiva, and it made such a good impression upon me. So then I found out that he has a son living in Yerushalayim, and that's why I sent you the check. I want to have a curse of to your father. And then he added on, but I want to tell you, it's a one-time deal. I'm not going to continue it. <laughs> but that was the vart. The vart was that when a person has hakaris hatayv, so first you have to express it to the person, you have to express it to parents, to be thankful. 
you know, before I left Baltimore, my mother, she wanted to walk me downstairs. She's in a walker, she's in an elevator. I got to tell you some of the things that we did while we were there. I, I can just go on and on, but I have only a certain amount of time here because we have a vort tonight for our grandson, Yisrael Talba, and we got to run to do take care of things. So I have to cut it a little bit short, but my mother, Billy Einhar, one day there was the electric company had said that there's going to be a power outage in the morning for four or five hours. And that was the day I was supposed to drive her to TA, to Mutical Academy, because she goes every day, she goes in to volunteer in, in, in first grade. And she refused not to go. So she ended up, there was no electricity. We had a woman with a flashlight and I was walking her down two flights of stairs. You know, I was holding the walker, holding her. She was getting down the stairs. And we finally got downstairs and she was able to get into the car and I drove it to the TA. I ended up speaking for the first grade in Tamutical Academy of Baltimore, the cutest, cutest kids in the world. Got to tell you, first graders, yeshiva first graders, the best thing, best invention that God has created. Unbelievable. What beautiful, beautiful neshamas. And uh, I'll end off with a word about that. But my mother, before I left, she just wanted to give me a bracha, and she gave me the bracha. I want to give that bracha to everyone that's listening to the shmuz. It's a very simple bracha. She just put her hands on my, she put her right hand on my head, and she said, I'm going to put my right hand out to everybody. So I'm giving that bracha to you. I want to give a bracha to everybody. This is a bracha that I gave to the guys in Yeshiva today. And a lot of Hanan the Yeshiva today. I want to give the bracha to our Talmidim and our people that listen into this Zoom Shmuz. That the Rabban Shomaz Mazakeh, Rebetzin Lith, and myself, with a tremendous, tremendous matana, which is beyond our pay grade. And that is that uh, our son, Dove Bear's son, Yisrael, him and his wife, Naomi, had a baby girl, Talia, a little bit over, I think it's around two weeks already. I can't remember. And we that's one of the reasons why I have to cut it short, because we're supposed to go now and, and see her and the baby. I haven't had a chance to see the baby. And it's really beyond understanding that we're Zoha now to have a great grandchild. And why did it happen? I told you so all last night. I said, the reason why it happened is because the Rabbanusim allowed my wife and I to meet and to get married. And then we had children and we had a son. And our son grew up and eventually he got married. And now eventually his son is, got married and now... They had, a, they had a child. And that turned us into great-grandparents. I give a, a bracha to everybody. Everyone should be zoichet to that madrega, and even more. Today I said over a story about Rav Yashiv, but I don't have time to complete it. But I'll just say this thing, that Rav Mendel Weinbach Zetzal, the great Rosh Hashiva of Ersimech, said over once in a shmuz that he gave in there, Yaakov, he said, the concept of grandparents we only find in the human kingdom. There's no such thing as a grandparent in the animal kingdom. Animal kingdom doesn't have any concept of a connection to a grandparent. But the human beings, we have a connection to grandparents and to great-grandparents. And if we realize that we all have to express hakar satov, we all are on the shoulders of those generations that brought us into the world. 
And each one of us is recipients of all the brachas, the Baruch Hashem, the Rezachat, the parents, the grandparents, the great-grandparents. And it's worthwhile for us to express it in our thanks and the modim that we give when we daven Shman Esrei to thank HaKadosh Baruch Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you for life. Thank you for being able to breathe properly. Thank you for having a family. Thank you for having a parnasa. Thank you for having health. Thank you for everything that you give us. And thank for parents. Thank for grandparents. Thank for great-grandparents. And if we do have parents and grandparents that we could somehow express our cars at okay? Or great-grandparents, Rabbi Zai, pick up the phone, say thank you. And that's the message you want to give today. It's the 25th day of the Svira Sa'imer. We're at halftime. I told the boys in Ateris Yaakov today, I explained to them in Hebrew what halftime is all about. Some of them know it because they all, a lot of them come from American homes, but for the pure Israelis, they explain what halftime is. And halftime is where you take into account, hey, are we ahead of the game? Are we up 21-0 or are we down 41-2? And we got we to pick up the game. Rabbi Sai, we're all getting closer to Matan Torah. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you and have a wonderful day.